0: Today, we'll go over how the two of you can become super savers while still enjoying some fun now. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Last week, we discussed three key numbers to track and master your money, and one of them was your savings rate. How much you save can have an incredible impact on how fast you reach your big financial goals. Here's the deal, though. Unless you have a stash of cash underneath your mattress or an inheritance coming up soon, that money is probably coming out of your budget. So how do you become a super saver without deprivation? Can you boost your savings rate and still have some fun? I believe you can find that balance, but you need a plan and a system to set things up. That's why I'm glad Joe Mecca from Coastal Credit Union is back. He is the quintessential saver, and today he's sharing how he's grown his savings while still enjoying life. In this episode, we're gonna dig into finding your current savings rate, some tax advantage ways to save more to give you a double win, and a plan to notch up and boost your savings. You ready? Let's get started. I think savings is such a foundational skill with your finances, no matter where you are in your financial journey. Like you mentioned, emergency funds, that's one of the first steps to have to give you that stability. To help you when things come up, like right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. But, you know, even on a smaller scale, we have emergencies pop up. It's good to have that safety net. Savings can also be important as we move further through our financial journey when we're talking about saving for goals. You know, whether it's vacations, maybe a house down payment, or, you, you know, you're saving up for starting a business or a family. So I want to jump into that. Like, how can we save more? First of all, let's talk about savings rate because I think this is a number that isn't discussed as much. When we talk about savings rate, it's how much money do you have that you're putting directly towards saving, but you can get really nitty gritty on this. So Joe, how do you calculate your savings rate? Oh, it's going to be a hot topic. I hope
1: nobody goes and tries to look up savings rate on like Reddit afterwards because you'll get... Yeah. 150 different opinions. So I look at it, it's simple division. That's how I look at it. I, I take, what did I save this year? And I look at it year over year. I actually break it out paycheck by paycheck, but I the big picture is year over year. What did you save this year? And then divide that by what you could have saved. Mm-hmm. So what that ends up looking for me is, you know, I take my retirement account contributions, I take money that goes into investment accounts, anything that goes into cash, anything that goes mm-hmm. into a, a savings account, and then divide that by after-tax income. It's your gross minus all your taxes. You, you're going to have to not count your spending toward your medical premiums or, or those kind of things. The other deductions that aren't taxes, those are really s- spending. So it's like, okay, so what did, you, what did you contribute toward your savings? And then what could you have saved? Yeah. So I look at 401k contributions. I look at IRA contributions, mm-hmm. anything that I put into my brokerage account. I then look at both of my HSA account and my money market account. And I just look at the net change on the year. So, where did I start oh, in January? Okay. Where am I now? And because those are accounts that money is going in and out of, but I just want to see, you know, what's the net on that? Even though those are savings accounts, they're more short term. So, mm-hmm. even if I was contributing a certain amount every week or every pay period um, into either one of those accounts, at some point during the year, there is a little bit that gets backed out um, and gets spent. So, I look at the net change for the year and then take that. Total and then Mm -hmm. divide that by okay. What was my gross pay minus all my all the taxes that I've paid already, and then come up with a percentage. Yeah, so I I do that two ways. One, I look at the actual for the year. Yeah. But then I said earlier, I I do look at what it is paycheck by paycheck. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my target. You know, I like automating
0: one part.
1: One part of the auto (laughs) one number is part of the automation, and one's the the real number that that you hit. So. Yeah, I be, I aim to save like 55, 60% of each check. But in reality, at the end of the year, that's out too. Last year, I ended up about 40% savings yeah. rate. This year, it's been about closer to 50 so far.
0: That's um, incredible. I, I think that's fantastic that you have a system. I think that's important. Wherever you are with savings, to create a system, to make it automatic, automating it makes such a huge difference. I don't think you started saving like... 50 60 percent how did you build up to that number that wasn't an overnight thing
1: not at all i started closer to you know three or five percent um okay. you started so, and, <laughs> so i started and you know when i was younger I was made it a point to i'm going to contribute to my 401k plan um, i'm going to make sure mm-hmm. i get that match amount too and make sure i'm getting that every year um, and then what i started to do is as you get raises as you get promotions
0: mm-hmm. and
1: suddenly your income's increasing I've made it a point to first apply that difference Mm -hmm. into savings. So rather than have lifestyle inflation and suddenly it's like I can spend more, if I was suddenly taking home an extra $100 a pay period... I try to figure out a way to make 75 of that go to savings and 25 go to my spending. So it's inflate the savings first and then you can inflate the lifestyle later on. Same thing as I've reduced expenses. You know, I'm paying off student loans, paying off credit cards, paying off auto loans, those kind of things. As I've freed up that amount of money from cash flow, I try to apply it to savings first rather than to spending and for me it's all been about you know how do I get those ratios I look at mm-hmm. well, you know what, what am I what am I saving versus what am I what do I need to live off of trying to get that closer to the point where it's, eventually I could be what I have saved up is what I could live off of for a, a period of time
0: hopefully yeah. forever
1: it's just as you find new sources of saving be diligent about putting that into savings
0: yeah I, I think you hit the nail on the head as income increases, whether it's you switching jobs, and get a raise, or if you're paying down debt and now you don't have that debt to, yes, you'll have a little bit of a lifestyle increase. You don't have to live like a poor college kid your entire adulthood. You automate some of that and funnel that into savings because I think that's so important to kind of get into that habit because you're not going to miss it. Right. If this is a raise, you haven't got it quite yet, but you funnel whatever percentage you choose, you get the benefit of, yeah, we got a little bit more in our buffer, but now we also have much more in our savings. So I think that is absolutely key. And then looking for opportunities. I think for us, when we paid off everything except for the mortgage, I mean, that's an extra 600 a month. It was crazy. We had the student loans, the car loan and credit cards. That's 600 now. There's that temptation, oh my goodness, I have 600, I can, you know, blow it. Or you can say an extra 200 for us is great, 400 to savings. And that just keeps cycling or whatever number you decide to go with. So that's a great point.
1: Something like that, it's easy to start small too. Yeah. Like I said, early on, it was maybe three or 5% savings rate. And as, you know, as things improved, you can grow that. If If you add a percent or two every year, suddenly you get places.
0: Yeah, and I think some employees are starting to offer that because I had that happen to me at one job where you set up contributions and I'll ask you, do you want to increase it? Like after a year, do you want to automate that? And I thought, you know what, let me do it now because I probably will forget next year. You get busy and you put it off. But if you tell it, hey, this year 5%, next year 6%, whatever it is you're starting at and growing it makes sense. And then I know for me as... Okay, this will show you how much of a nerd I am, but I call to get a better deal with the internet, and if I save even $15 a month, doesn't sound like much, but throughout the year it adds up, I will immediately, as soon as I hang up that phone, start increasing the transfer to savings by $15 a month. That way it's not just me saving money, but actually I can see the money being moved into savings that I can use for the goals I'm really looking forward to.
1: Uh, I, I am in the same boat yeah i've tried to cut out because we talked about paying down loans but yeah. just trying to cut out different expenses along the way too i, d- I ended up canceling my cable mm-hmm. it, w- it was my biggest bill and it just kept going up but i wasn't getting the value out of it i was mostly using the internet and watching streaming services so i called up and said hey you know this is my biggest bill you're charging me more than what your competitor offers for internet if i compare the two i'm better off just switching and they didn't match it they wouldn't match it so i left i'm gonna switch to your competitor and now i'm paying a third of what i was paying a year ago yeah and i'm enjoying it a lot more i've got better service Mm -hmm. and and i'm not missing all the tv channels Yeah, i'm getting what i want off of streaming i'm spending more time watching online videos or just reading and you'd think being at home i'd be watching more tv i'm watching less a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that there's no sports right now but yeah yeah and then you could take that difference and you could just you apply that to savings so anytime i retool my spending Mm -hmm. the first place i look is oh well can i put a little bit more into my savings account yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to find a lifestyle that you're comfortable with mm-hmm. and then a savings rate that goes with it. And then okay, we'll now figure out a way to fund that lifestyle for as long as possible. And if if it's, you know, not quite as luxurious as, as some people, then so be it. If you can get your savings rate way up and suddenly you go like, okay, well, if I live off of this percentage of that for a long, long period of time, that means I could spend a little bit more. So now you can adjust your lifestyle up because you know, you're building to build a better, Mm -hmm. you know, to to sustain a better lifestyle. It's all about, you know, doing the math and getting comfortable with where you are and then having the discipline uh, or the, automation. Yes. To uh, I'm always gonna go to automating, <laughs> but having the ability to, you know, continue to feed that savings and, and building that up year over year over year.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. Savings really is about choices, moving your money to, you know, who and what matters most to you. And There's different ways to save. Like you've mentioned a a few different accounts, almost sound like ABCs with the IRA, the HSA and everything. But I wanted to talk to you, you know, a lot of families, couples, they are saving for several goals, you know, they want to go on a vacation. Maybe they're saving for a house in a few years or they're thinking of starting a business. What are some different account options that they should consider? What are the differences, for example, like a regular savings account versus a money market account or a CD? Mm -hmm. Let's talk
1: specifically about savings and Mm -hmm. and then we'll put the retirement and long-term investment stuff aside. Um, But for short-term savings or near-term savings, you're going to want money that you're going to have access to. It's got to be liquid. So your options really are, you can put it in a savings account, a high yield checking account, which is, you know, a checking account that actually pays, pays you a dividend. You can put it in a money market account, which, you know, really is, is, an enhanced savings account you're going to earn a little bit more interest off of a savings or than you will on a regular savings account uh, may have some other restrictions around it but generally they're largely the same as a, a savings account mm. or you can put it into a certificate account where you're locking up that money for a period of time mm. in exchange for a better rate the beauty of all of those are your rate of is going to be guaranteed It's going to be part of your agreement, unlike an investment account where you're in the market and you're subject to things going up or down with time and having the potential to lose your investment. You're not going to have that with a savings account. You're not going to earn quite as much on the rate as you Mm -hmm. could in a good market, but you don't run the risk of losing that money either, which makes it ideal for the Mm -hmm. short term.
0: Yeah, I think that's Perfect, too. Talking about your goal timeline. If you are wanting a down payment for a house, you want to make sure that that money that you put in is in there. You don't want to take your chances. Sure, it could double or it could drop. I know this year, uh, just the way it timed out, we opened a brokerage account. We were putting money in and this has been a roller coaster year. April was a little bit painful. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, thankfully, you know, we're thinking more long-term, so it did bounce back. But if you're looking short-term for that, that money, you don't want to have that volatility. You want to have that stability. And then enhancing your savings, like you mentioned, with accounts like Money Market or a Certificate of Deposit, at least you know that you're earning a little bit more.
1: And you're going to have access when you need it. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, anything under, if you know you're going to need that money inside of, let's say, five years, you're probably going to want to go with, with a savings or savings type account versus you know, longer term investment where you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen long term either, yeah. but you know, in the long term, things tend to trend a little bit more positive.
0: Yeah. For example, when we talk about investing every year, it could be very volatile. But if you look at the long-term trend, it does increase. So identifying about what the time range is for your goals can allow you to find the right account for your money and your savings. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode. The first one is start as early as possible. Don't worry about being able to stash away 20, 30, 40% of your income. Joe had pointed out that it was closer to 3 to 5% when he first started, which is about where we began too once you get started and you have some momentum it's much easier to slowly raise that rate so that you're still comfortable with how you're living now while still saving more money the second key takeaway is pay yourself first and this is much easier when you're automating those transfers having a certain percentage or amount put away every month makes it easier on you And you're more likely to stay on target and then finally minimize the lifestyle inflation take any bonuses raises windfalls tax refunds whatever set aside a portion of that to go towards savings you can still enjoy most of that now and save more without missing that money and if you want to discuss how to become a super saver please chat with us on Facebook in the Thriving Families group. We love to swap stories and tips and support one another with our big financial and other goals. You can go to couplemoney.com FB. We'd love to see you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Special thanks to Joe for being a part of this. And if you're interested in tracking and saving your money, I'll have the resources in the show notes, including our free five days to 5k course, which takes you through our system on how you can find, save and earn extra money to hit your financial goals faster. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash 5k. And next week on the podcast, we're preparing for open enrollment. It's coming up. For many of us, it's that time of year where we have to choose crucial options like health care. I want you to be prepared, so we're going to go over what couples need to talk about to find the best health plan option for their family. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Radio Public, Spotify, wherever you catch your podcast. Our theme song is from Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere, and artists from audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you not only listening and sharing your favorite episodes, but sending in those questions, chatting with us in the Facebook group, and keeping me up to date on what the two of you are tackling. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.